welcome to Weaver Beyond the Numbers, where Weaver professionals talk about business and accounting. We'll explore a wide variety of topics from tax law and accounting standard changes to managing cyber, fraud, financial, and operational risks. What do these issues mean to your business? Join us as we go beyond the numbers to find out. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Weaver Beyond the Numbers. I'm your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode here today. Now, on this episode, we're going to be talking about what is a direct pay permit and how can it help me? So we're going to be answering that question amongst others. And so joining me here today on the podcast is Shane Stewart, partner in charge of state and local tax services at Weaver. Shane, welcome back. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate you having us here um, and excited to tell you all a little bit more about direct pay permits and you know how they can benefit you. Excellent. Well, we're excited to have you here today, Shane. And we're also thrilled to be joined by Meyer Nike. He's the partner of state and local tax services at Weaver. Meyer, thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Excited to, you know, this is my first time doing a video podcast, so extremely excited about doing this. Can you elaborate a little bit more on what direct pay actually is? Yeah. Um, so it's a mechanism that's offered by a lot of the states. I think there are only two states that don't offer direct pay compliance services or direct pay compliance programs. Um, and it's just basically a mechanism that allows a taxpayer or a purchaser to pay the tax directly to the state instead of paying it to their vendor. That's interesting. Uh, Shane, anything you want to add to, to Meyer's answer? Yeah, well, most people don't realize that you know these programs exist. I mean, in Texas, uh, this is probably a state that uh, utilizes, taxpayers take advantage of it a lot, but there's still only 900 plus or so taxpayers that, you know, have a direct pay permit in active status and that utilize it. And um, so we're just really trying to get the word out and make sure, you know, taxpayers know that it's not something that's uh, burdensome. It's not administratively crazy to maintain compliance in this space. Um, And that there are experts and and professionals out there like us that specialize in helping clients, you know, manage their direct pay permits and and how to utilize them. So Meyer, tell me from a state's perspective, why would a state offer direct pay and what's the benefit from from their side of things? So it it really allows one, the state one is money, so they're going to get their sales tax dollars from one source right. uh, instead of multiple sources. So the, it's really the ease of compliance there. Instead of having you know, 30, 40, 50 different taxpayers complying in their state, they have one, one taxpayer now complying, yeah. and they're also getting you know, the sales tax dollars on the taxable purchases. So it's really, in my, my viewpoint, just it's really the ease of compliance for them. Mm-hmm. Well, let me add to that. Yeah, it, I mean, it is ease of compliance. I mean, the legislatures and, and the uh, the government pass laws to enact all these taxes, and then expect that taxpayers will comply. Well, and that's pr- practically that that makes sense. But it's it's hard for taxpayers to put in place systems and technology and different things to comply. So they're always looking for programs like direct pay or a voluntary disclosure or ways for taxpayers to pay their taxes. And this is just one of those um, uh, methods and manners that they offer. Shane, I was told you have a bit of sales tax trivia for us here at this point in the conversation. I did not have a sales tax trivia. Um, Maybe folks didn't realize that sales taxes have been around since the 1930s. Oh. Yeah, it hasn't been around forever. you know, I think it was uh, started somewhere in Mississippi or Alabama along the state lines and people were 
you know, uh, I can't remember which state actually enacted a sales tax, but so then the other state people were just going to the other state to buy their goods and, and it kind of trickled, had a trickle on effect and all the states started passing laws to have sales taxes. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. That's a great piece of trivia. All right. I'm going to file that away for when I eventually go on Jeopardy. So, (laughs) (laughs) so Shane, tell me, let's, let's flip it around to the, to the company's perspective, right? That was the state perspective, but from a company perspective, why would utilizing a direct pay process be a good choice for, for a company? What are the benefits? Okay. Well, I'll just talk about it at a high level. So like in Texas, for example, and a lot of states have direct pay, but Mm -hmm. Texas, for example, um, we have a state rate of six and a quarter percent plus the option for locals to have 2% added on. Uh, many uh, like oil and gas companies or manufacturing companies or, or folks building facilities typically build them outside. They don't build them in the big cities, mm-hmm. right? You can't drill a well in downtown Dallas. Well, those are where the high rates typically are, where the high local rates. And so a lot of jurisdictions outside of the big cities or the metros don't have a full 2%. So if you have a direct pay, you can potentially take advantage of purchasing something and then when you place that something into use in the lower taxing jurisdiction, uh, you can save uh, that local tax rate difference. That's that's a little bit more technical than I was planning to get to, but then there's just, uh, um, we talk about sales tax recovery in our intros, right? And we, we go out and find uh, refunds for clients. Well, this is one way to take the exemption in real time, right? Um, time value of money, right? I think one of uh, our conversations earlier we talked about um, if you didn't have to pay it now to the vendor and then you just remit it a month later when you're supposed to remit it, um, there's some savings. So it's like a cash flow opportunity. I don't know. What, what else can you think of? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Shane mentioned the local tax. So that, that's a big, big deal right there, especially for clients in certain industries. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we took, we modeled that out for one of our clients and took that across you know, two years worth of purchases with one vendor and on that local tax, they could have saved upwards of $2 million in wow. just uh, local tax savings. So if, it, so if they had that direct pay permit, they would have saved $2 million. And that's just right, and that right there pays for itself, right? Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a great way to save on that local tax. And then on, on the refund side, you're capturing those on the front end versus going on the back end. So you're realizing savings in real time. So what are the specific qualifications that a company maybe needs to, to consider when it comes to obtaining a direct pay permit? What, what, what sorts of things do they need to think through? So m- most jurisdictions are just looking for a sophisticated taxpayer, someone that's purchasing a lot of items and that they have a sophisticated program in place to allow them to take this uh, responsibility on. Mm-hmm. So in Texas, for example, you have to be making $800,000 in purchases and have a good accounting system. Yeah. And that that's what you have to have in place or the, um, those are the qualifications that are needed to uh, have the permit. Shane, anything you want to add? Yeah, you know, I was just going to add, uh, it's kind of a misnomer that they have to be sophisticated. I think that's what it's called. I mean, $800,000 in taxable sales, right, in Texas. Yeah. Um, having an accounting system that can track your, your sales um, and being able to report and have you know, have uh, the ability to be audited. It's these days is not, you know, we're not doing things in pen and paper and writing on a ledger these days. We have accounting system and software that helps most businesses do that. And $800,000 is not a gigantic threshold for most companies to reach. So I think when you see the 900 plus current taxpayers Mm -hmm. that are registered and utilizing this program, 
they are some of the larger companies in, in, in Texas, right? But they don't have to be. There's yeah. also a lot of, I think what I've seen lately is there's a lot of smaller companies or smaller oil and gas companies or, you know, folks that are spending a lot of money in the next few years on, on building out an asset that are utilizing this. And so this, I think this is becoming more knowledgeable and known uh, as an advantage for taxpayers. So you see this maybe as something that could continue to grow and, and get bigger and more popular. Absolutely. I, I think it's only, it's only finally, which is crazy because uh, the oldest taxpayer or the longest taxpayer to hold the direct pay permit is like since the 1963. So, okay. Yes. Yeah, so if you go look at it, I mean, that's 60 years worth of almost 60 years worth holding a, a permit. I looked it up. Almost half of the current taxpayers uh, that have a direct pay have had them and been utilizing them for over 10 years. And you said you didn't have any trivia. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, some, some, that's some great trivia. Some great <laughs> trivia. So, Meyer, what about benefits that might be exclusive to specific industries, you know, or one industry over another, let's say? Are there any industries that can really benefit, in your mind, from direct pay over perhaps others? Yes. Um, so, any industry where you're about to spend a lot of money, that's that's right off the bat yeah. a, a good uh, and you know good place to be is and considers this if you're about to spend a lot of money. Two is you know energy manufacturing, airline, um, play, industries where you have a, different locations and might be in some of these lower rate jurisdictions, mm-hmm. um, and then also industries where the states offer e- exemptions like strong exemptions that you are able to capture these in real time. So. That's a really, really good point. Um, so Shane, tell us why you are now offering direct pay. We've always been <laughs> offering this. We, we've had several clients throughout the years that we offer. Yeah. Uh, I would say that we have, what we haven't done, what we're doing new is broadcasting and advertising and making you're it more- You're doing a podcast. Yeah, we're it. making it more visible that these services are offered. I and mean, yeah. we've always talked about it with clients that we think that it could help or potentially help, but we want to be more proactive and sure. more visible, and and not just uh, it, well, and and uh, make sure that it's clear that these are options that they can utilize to help them with their sales tax. It makes sense that if you see this as something that you think will grow and continue to get bigger moving forward, you know, you want people to know that this is something that you offer and you know have services that that help with that, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I think what clients uh, and potential clients don't realize is that they think this is super hard to do, and yeah. it, it does require some technical expertise. It does require someone focused on managing the compliance day to day, month to month, and reviewing transactions and knowing the business. But um, the cost to comply is far, far um, it is far less than the benefits you're going to receive from it. So it's just really educating them and understanding the business case for this. So Shane, let me ask this question. Weaver does quite a bit of recovery work on the back end uh, of sales tax work, right? So isn't this in some way kind of in competition with that? Tell, tell us a little bit about that and, and maybe why you're still broadcasting that this is work that you that you do. Sure. Um, a lot of people could see it as, uh, you know, competing with our recovery work and yeah. it Sure, we, we may lose revenues, you know, for our own selves in the long run mm-hmm. uh, on the recovery side. Uh, but the goal is to really serve our clients. And we're, we'd rather be proactive and work with you throughout the years 
than to hopefully capture you as a client down in the future. And you're going to be a lot more satisfied with our services as a firm, you know, not just this one project. You know, Weaver prides itself on being a service provider of all kinds of services. And we think that uh, clients who choose this service over recovery or in conjunction with the recovery project will be more satisfied uh, with the, you know, the services we're delivering and may end up using our services across the firm if they haven't already or just be generally more satisfied. So uh, we just, we, we think it's complementary versus competitive. That's a good way of putting it. Meyer, anything you'd like to add? Yeah, I, I mean, I would say, you know, we, we want to look out for the best interest for our clients and not ourselves. And mm-hmm. so while some might say, oh, you're cannibalizing your own business, you know, we don't look at it that way. We're just looking out for our client and making sure that they are maximizing the most amount of that they could possibly maximize. Yeah, and and Meyer, a lot of times we, we pitch and describe and talk about direct pay services up front and clients, you know, they just want us to recover it at the end. Right, so we've just given them more options. Yeah. You know, more ways we can serve them and letting them make the decisions on how they want to move forward. Always good to have another club in the bag, you know? <laughs> right. uh, in my case, it doesn't help at all because I'm still bad at golf. <laughs> but, you know, like, always good to have multiple clubs in the bag. So if someone wants to reach out, learn more, get, you know, get started with something like this, or even just ask questions uh, of, of guys like yourselves, what's the best way for them to, to do that? What are some avenues that they can, they can reach out and get more information? So reach out to any of us in our uh, state and local department, myself, Shane, uh, Blake, uh, or anyone at the firm in general, I, I would say. Um, Who you have a contact with, we're, we're on weaver.com. Yeah. Uh, there's a state and local tax page, and it has all of our bios. It has all of our contact information, and you can reach any of the partners or directors from our, from our group just that way. So. That's awesome. That's awesome. So great way to reach out. If anybody out there has questions, you can go to weaver.com, state and local uh, area there on the website and, and get in touch. Guys, thank you so much for, for coming in today. Meyer Nike, Shane Stewart, guys, thank you so much for, for joining us and talking a little bit more about direct pay permits and the benefits that it provides. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. And everyone out there, thank you for tuning into this episode of Weaver Beyond the Numbers. Again, make sure to get in touch. If you have questions, if you want to learn more, reach out, have a conversation with these guys about the benefits. You want to ask further questions and what we were able to cover today in the podcast, make sure to do that. Reach out there on the website to learn more and stay tuned. We'll be back soon with more episodes of the show. But for this one, for Shane and Meyer, I'm Tyler. We'll talk to you next time.